When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sounds like home. This is like hee-haw. Were you ever a hee-haw guy? Big, big in the hee-haw. <laughs> I was hoping we'd get Dr. Trav back. But. Industry. <laughs> well, he's on He's on break. He'll be back uh, after a minute. Just relax over the there, uh, Mr. Uh, Smith and Sis Bell. That's exactly right. Have some sweet tea and chill. Just uh, relax that Italian-American? <laughs> Uh, I I, I got to think of something to say. <laughs> no, you're fine. Oh, man. <laughs> On the spot there. Um, you got to go up to do karaoke. What's your pick? I, I landed on one for uh, when when I go on later today with Sedano and Cap. I think it's my new anthem when I go on their show, and it's going to have to be my karaoke. So it's got to be something that everyone can sing. So like a Sweet Home Alabama. It's got to be something like that, right? Everybody's singing. Leonard so then, Skinnerd. So then you don't feel like you're... I mean, if I pick a, I'm going to do Jay-Z, I'm going to do, uh, you know. Do tequila. It's got to be something like that, right? Because that way, everybody then is kind of singing with you. <laughs> they want to sing as well. It's easy to sing it. Do you, it's other than the like chorus, though, do you know the words? No. <laughs> I do not. Like, I, neither do I. That's why they give them to you. Yeah. And don't you, don't you agree? It's got to be something that, isn't that much better than picking a song? Everybody's like, what the hell, what song is this? You got to find something that you can sing, or at least yeah. get close. It, it, you need to pick Taylor. You're the musician here, right? There's range. There's things. There's notes that yeah, you can absolutely. hit. You need I to pick the is, song that fits. This is in Sleeze range. You mm-hmm. think 100%. so? Hundred percent. It's like my, it's like my song. You know. By the way, that's so random that I picked this one. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like, I don't believe I'm you. I'm like, pick a song, pick a theme of a song that everyone knows. Yeah. This, all right. All right. Um, Demar Derozan was on J.J. Reddick's, was it on his podcast? I think it was on yeah. his podcast. Yeah, Old Man and the Three. Um, old, that's a great name, by the way. Um, and he was talking about his free agency from, mm-hmm. was it last summer? Yeah, last summer. And how he thought it was a done deal. I'm not going to spoil too much of this. I'm going to play this for you. Um, he thought he was coming to L.A. to be a Laker. To my knowledge, I thought it was a done deal. I took a trip to Mexico just to get away because I could just feel the anticipation of everything coming to play. So I was like, I'm going to get away for a couple couple days, take my mind off it. And by the time I come home, be free agency, I'm signing with the Lakers. I'm asleep one morning in, in Mexico. I get a call from Calari, and he said, they just made the trade for Russ. What's going on? I thought the deal was done for you to go to Lakers. And I was like, I'm confused. I'm looking at my phone like, damn, that did happen. Well, I guess that's out the window. Like, you know what I mean? Because my, in my mind, my, my, that was the only option for me to go to. It's really, really difficult to listen to that. It really is. Like, I I, um, I want to go back to something. Do you remember, I can't remember how long ago it was, maybe five, six months ago. Remember when Magic said that, maybe it was on first take, could have been with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He said that he had talked to DeMar's agent and that he called the Lakers and basically <clears throat> described it as, hey, I'm throwing you a no look here. Go close the deal. Right. Remember that? Yep. Five, six months ago or so? Yep. But we don't really have too much context to it. And we've heard DeMar talk a little bit about the Lakers. I think he was on with Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka does that YouTube show that he has. And But to get that much 
details from DeMar DeRozan. This isn't just one of those, look, the Lakers, they swung and missed. They missed on on Russ. Very simple, right? Mistakes happen when you make deals. What I was not aware of, at least to this extent, you have the option between these two players. By the way, I don't know how much of this is also on LeBron James. LeBron's not approving it. LeBron is also part of the mix of this whole thing. So I think sometimes it's so easy for us to just say, well, that's on Rob Palenka. This. Well, by the way, that's you're the president of basketball operations. It group does effort. fall on your shoulders. It's a group effort. But people are listening to LeBron James. Let's not pretend like they're not. They're listening to Clutch and they're listening to Anthony Davis. Um, w- when you put it that way, it's one thing to say, we took a shot on Russ and we missed. It's a whole different thing to say. You can have Russ for $47 million, or you could have DeMar DeRozan, who's about $27 million a year is where he is, yep. which is par- probably part of the reason why Lakers, if they don't make a move of 30-plus, that's the caliber player you could get around $30 million is DeMar DeRozan. That's where it hurts most, because if, if today the Lakers had DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, and you were walking into training camp, Trev, it's not an extreme to say Put them in a seven-game series with anybody in the NBA. They got a shot, a legitimate chance. Yeah, you got to figure out your role players. How many games is Anthony Davis going to play? All that. That's the part that is most difficult to swallow. You can make mistakes, but if you have an option between these two to say that Demar is saying, I, I thought I was hell bent of getting back to LA. I wanted to be a Los Angeles Laker. Kyle Lowry had to call me. And tell me that, hey, what happened? I thought you were going to the Lakers. They just traded for Russ. And then from there, obviously, his strategy changes. There's so much in that cut. There's so much in there. Um, number one, what you mentioned there a second ago, you can tell he's disappointed. He's he's His feelings are hurt. Like It, it was personal. That I, I, I'm a big believer in a couple of different things. Number one, I think, especially if you're talking about the Lakers, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cowboys, the, the, the those teams, right? That you need to understand what it means to wear that uniform. You need to understand it. Playing for the Los Angeles Lakers is different than playing for the Phoenix Suns. It just is, okay, for a million different reasons, and I think we all know what they are. That somebody like DeRozan is embracing that, I think, is incredibly valuable. That understands that is incredibly valuable. And when all of a sudden he's like, he, he not only he, he's a local guy, he's an SC guy, all of these things, but mm-hmm. hey, man, I get to play for the Lakers. It means something to him. You can hear it in his voice. Like, man, I, it was done. And then when he when he found out that it wasn't done, you could tell him, well, now what do I do? It's not just that a deal that I thought I had had fallen through. It's a deal with the Lakers that had fallen through. You want guys like that. Mm-hmm. You want guys that want to be a part of your organization. I don't think Russell Westbrook feels it quite like that the way that DeMar DeRozan does. That's number one. Number two is... Just just to play off what yeah. you just said. That doesn't mean that Russ today feels a certain way. Now, Russ a year ago could have been walking into training camp, excited to be a Laker, local guy, went to UCLA. It's not that... But to me, it's like I, I, could, I would be... I don't have a problem making a case here that a year ago Russ was incredibly excited about being a Laker. It just didn't work. For me, what you were just kind of hitting on is, wait a minute, fit-wise, just let's talk basketball. That's the second thing. You get this guy or that guy. That's the second thing. Explain to me LeBron James, who is a a willing facilitator. LeBron James, which many times in his career, 
do I really want to do, do I got to go create the offense mm-hmm. if he is your point guard with AD and DeMar DeRozan as your options damn what the hell was that that between those two picks that's the second thing that there was nobody in the building whether it was LeBron or Anthony Davis or the guys at Cle- or whoever it is sure, Rob sure. Polinka Jeannie Buss the collective the, yep the 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 the, the entire organization that they have people chiming in with their opinions i'll throw something else at you that you're going to hate after this too and laker fans that nobody went uh, guys demar Derozan is a much better fit with these other two guys that russell westbrook has done this his whole life you're crazy you're out of your mind if you think he's going to do something different that some if i knew it and half the nba fans knew that that was a bad fit somebody in there needed to raise that prospect somebody needed to say guys demar Derozan is far more what we need than what Russell Westbrook... You can argue that Russell Westbrook's a better player than DeMar DeRozan. Certainly, historically, he is. But for that team, for that fit, for that moment, it really isn't for close. For the third best player on right. the team. It, it's, there was, there's, there's no brainer. It's, I, it's so easy. And, that, and that's the part where it goes from disappointment, like, oh, man, a guy that really wanted to be there and understood it, didn't get a chance to do it, mm-hmm. to number two of this was not complicated. This was, this was as plain as the nose on my face that DeMar DeRozan fits with Anthony Davis and LeBron James far better than Russell Westbrook ever would have. You ready for me to give you a little more details that I think it makes me cringe thinking about it? DeMar DeRozan makes $27 million a year. There's a $20 million difference between mm-hmm. DeMar and Russ. Who did they lose last offseason that we kept talking about? Alex Caruso. I mean, there's money on the table, too, that a KCP, right, who's a defender and a shooter, and Alex Caruso, who's a defender and a role player. It's on top, like, we could blindly, let's just say it's DeMar and Russ make the same amount of money. It's an easy decision. But what if DeMar makes 20 million freaking dollars less Mm -hmm. and you could keep another defender or another shooter or one of those things? It just adds an element that is, like I said, this one's a tough one to swallow. Do you remember what I said when they made the trade? Like, Not not just that I didn't like it, but specifically what you and I would argue about when that trade went down? So, uh, because I don't know if you're 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 describing exactly what I was the point I was making. I I don't know if you're referring to this, but I know fit was the most important thing. Yes, Um, but it was you you were saying. Look, they got Harden and Durant and Kyrie are in Brooklyn, and you need a third star to go match those three guys, right? And I kept saying, No, you don't. You need a you need a team that's good enough to go match these three guys. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying, and you're right, is with Demar Derozan, not only are your top three guys really really good they fit a lot better it also allows you to build a better team this wasn't a movie poster where you're trying to get the biggest stars on the top to open your movie starring lebron james anthony davis russell that that's a great opening act but it's not a a, a great team and it never was and it it just was such a weird fit and to your point that you just made and, and it's a good one it would have allowed you to color in the rest of your squad in a far more successful way Alex Caruso being the most perfect example of that where not only do I have a really good player in DeMar DeRozan who's half the price it allows me to keep some of these other Alex Caruso like I was saying a minute ago understands what it's like to be a Laker understand what it means to win a championship as a Laker to wear that uniform to to live here and be a part of that and specifically to be a supporting part of that and that whole thing went out the window um DeMar DeRozan, I want to find the exact number. <clears throat> DeMar DeRozan 
is the 48th highest paid player in the NBA. Russ is second this upcoming season. Wow. So just puts it puts it in perspective. They could have filled in 48, so many 48th holes. highest. So that that's look that's that's the thing is and and we've had this conversation enough. Mistakes happen. You make mistakes. There's certain trades that are going to go down every single day in every sport that somebody's going to say, "Wow, that was a great move. Oh my gosh, that one didn't work out." Those happen. But if the option was A or B, this is just so confusing why you would say this is a better fit for the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron and with Anthony Davis. This is not, hey, Russ, this is your team. Right. It's a totally this different is, conversation. You're a third piece to this uh, to this week. You know what's crazy? It, and because it's not A or B. It's A or B, C, D, and E. Right, because mm-hmm. if you if you choose B, you can keep C, you can keep D, you can keep E, because you have all this money that you can continue to do. And oh, by the way, B's the better option. It's just mm-hmm. even if it were just B, and it's not, that's the better way to do it. Forget I did, about it. I, I don't. I don't like that. That was a part of that podcast. I like that podcast, but I do not like that. Oh, uh, I'm with you. That, that kind of it's it, it's funny because every response I saw, you know. Uh, Laura had put something out. Uh, I saw LZ comment. I saw Berg comment. And everyone was like, uh, it was almost like a funeral. You're like, what? It That hurt. <laughs> to your point. Yeah. It, the, missing it, sure. Happens all the time. Yep. Missing it and the option being what it was. That's what makes it different. <sighs> That's what that makes really it different. stinks. All right. Um, so I got that one right. I got another one way wrong. We'll do that next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Also found the Super Bowl champion, DeMarco Farr. I like that this has become a little regular gig for us, uh, DeMarco, here on Thursday mornings. A little bit before yeah. lunch. I feel like you're the right guest here. A little pre-lunch appetizer, a little well, Rams. I Why not? I look forward to it. Yeah, good stuff. 49er sorry we, week. I sorry hate, we keep pulling you in. Not so, I hate the 49ers. You guys you hate really the 49ers? Do. I do. You know, it's funny. Now, tell me, because you yeah. had talked about your Raider uh, Charger thing. Yeah. You hate the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, they, so you know what I mean. They abandoned yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. When I was a kid growing up here, and the Rams were my team, and the night, and this was—I mean, you know this. This was the Joe Montana, Jerry Weiss, Dwight Clark, Roger Craig. Yeah, they that, were okay. They were okay, and they just were impossible to beat. Yeah, they were so good along the way. So I did have those negative feelings about them for a super long time. But when the team left, it just kind of left. And, and now that they're back, it hasn't hit me like that well, anymore. Well, see, for me, see, you had the Montana and and the Rice. Well, I had Rice too. But see, I got to watch those guys. 
I had the Steve Young 49ers. Oh, yeah, that, that was Ricky pretty good, Waters, too. William Floyd, all those guys. So not only were they good, they made fun of us. <laughs> How yeah, so? We couldn't even touch them. I mean, we were young. They were playoff ready. They were a Super Bowl team. So, look, Jerry Rice went in motion once. We're in Bush Stadium in St. Louis. This is 1995. We were talking trash, couldn't wait to play him. So Jerry goes in motion, and nobody went with him. And he starts laughing behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> like, this is going for 60. And boom, he was in the end zone. So it was just like, not only are they killing us. They're rubbing it in. They're making fun of us at the same time. And there was nothing we can do about it. Why weren't you a Niner fan as a kid? You grew up in the Bay Area. Raiders. I You're grew a Raider Raiders fan. fan. That's what okay. I told you. I grew up a Raider fan. I used to love driving by... Um, the Coliseum, because right across the street, it was like Raider Hospital, and they okay. had the big sheet, the, the symbol up. I used to like beg my mom, "Can we go? To, I want to see." You I wanted to, see to go it. to the hospital? I just wanted to see the Raiders. You know? I love the Raiders. So yeah, I mean, we were Raiders. We hated the Niners. Then when the the, the Raiders left, we all had to kind of join in. Okay, let's stay with that for a quick second. Yeah. They're zero and three. Are they actually that bad? I know Travis talked about well, talking the Raiders, about the Raiders. Yeah. Um, Travis talked about he doesn't think they're as bad as their record is. Are they this bad? Wow. Okay. Bill Parcells. You are what I, your record says you, you are. You are yep. what your record says you are. And that was an epic collapse. Which one? Arizona. <laughs> yeah, well, right. the one versus Arizona. Sure. It was a collapse. Well, they only gave up 22 unanswered <laughs> points to lose the game. So clearly there's something going on. And yeah. when I see that Devontae Adams is not a big part of their offense, mm-hmm. something is going on. So either it's who's calling plays or who is executing plays, but something is just not right with the Raiders right now. Okay, so speaking of, that, Devontae Adams not being a part of the offense, and Slee, this is what I was talking about a second ago, where I, I, I was wrong, am wrong, and we'll see whether or not I stay wrong. I thought Allen Robinson was going to come over here and kill it. I thought he was going to just absolutely come over here and be so good. So much attention Cooper on Cooper Cup, yep. right? Sean McVay's an offensive-minded coach. you got a highly skilled quarterback in Matthew Stafford. You look at the guys that he played, whether it's Justin Fields or Nick Foles or Blake Bortles or, you know, uh, Trubisky or anything. It's like, like this, is, this, is, this guy was really good with no help. Now that he's got a ton of help, I expected it to be just a, a show every Sunday. He's only caught seven passes. What's going on? Well, Tyler Higby's back. Uh, he he got the the screen game going. Um, look, it's funny um, when we talked about Allen Robinson coming over to the Rams. What's one of the first things we said about him as a receiver? He wasn't. He didn't have a quarterback. Right. I think that kind of showed up in Arizona. Like, good move to get open, but this guy can get you the football with mm. velocity where you need it. So you need to expect it to be here, mm. not something else, or not overthrown or underthrown. You need you you need to expect great passes from a great passer. So uh, I still think there's a lot there. It's not like he wasn't open. Right. You know what I mean? So there's But he's just, not even getting targeted a ton, DeMarco. I mean, well, it, it, I think some of that is you're short-circuiting offensively. You know what I mean? You turned the ball over uh, the week before. Uh, last week versus Arizona, you only had like 48 plays. Yeah. And you went three and out twice. So I think a lot of that is just how the game is going. But – I think eventually as he gets comfortable and understands where Matthew Stafford is going with the football and just gets more acclimated, you'll see more from him. But it's not like he's been a bust or he no, can't no, no. get open. The guy has been open. They just can't get him the ball yet. DeMarco, they hypothetically, they win in San Francisco. They're 3-1. and one. They lose to San Francisco. They're 2-2. Two and two. How big of a difference is that? I mean, how much does the first four games, does this game kind of determine – 
hey, they're on the right track, or hey, this is an average team. You know, J.B. Long pointed this out. Um, the benefits of playing on Monday night is you get to watch Seattle play, and they, they have to go to Detroit, and then Arizona plays Carolina in Carolina, I think. I know, I don't, I'm not sure where, but I know they play each other. So you could actually go, and if you take care of business on Monday night, yep. you could be three up in the division. You know mm. what I mean? Three and one, and in the driver's seat for the NFC West, which is exactly where you want to be in the chess game of the NFL. Mm -hmm. uh, if you win the division, you're one step closer to where you want to go. So I think it's huge. Uh, you have to go take care of business, but I mean, dropping one to San Francisco does two things. Number one, it hurts you in the in the in the West race. Number two, it gives them confidence because right now it's shaking. Yeah, they don't look the good. NFC yeah, Championship they, don't. Game. they do not yeah. look good. So the one thing they do know, the one thing Garoppolo can do is he can beat the Rams. So if you let him do that again, that changes everything you've done in the NFC Championship game. All right, so I went and got a cup of coffee during the breakout. I'm coming back in. DeMarco's chatting with Emily, and he's telling her a story about how you nearly died on a Florida golf course. I only saw like the the outline of the story. I'm going to need you to fill in the blanks. We were, how did we get on Florida? Your sister's... Yeah, my sister lives in Orlando right now. Orlando, oh. she's at UCF. We were talking about Florida. And then, like, you know, do you guys like Florida? I like Miami. You like Miami? Florida? Yes. Florida? Yeah, it's okay. Okay, I don't think I can live in Florida. Mm -hmm. It bugs and it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Just all that. Not my first option. Critters. No, critters. I'm not looking to relocate, but I'm just saying. He just of put all his the house up on the market. Florida, no, no doubt. Miami for uh, four or five days is fun. But we're West Coasters, right? Yes. Which means we go out and, you know, you have too much champagne, you pass out. <laughs> You can do that here, right? Okay, I I didn't know the rules in Florida. Just like, but I pictured Demarco shopping for a house. Like, if I pass out on my lawn, how many mosquito bites? Am, am I, I good? Have? Right. Okay. Even worse. So my buddy, my teammate Kevin Carter, is having. He's getting married in Florida, and we're part of the the the, the wedding crew or whatever you call that. And he has us in black tuxedos okay. in July. In Florida. In Florida. <laughs> so it's hot and black and sun, and I'm drinking. You know, I'm happy. And it's on a golf course, so I drink too much. I pass out on one of the greens. <laughs> I think I'm cool. I love, how, I love how casual. I just pass out on one of the greens. Full free drop if your ball gets wedged. Play through. Ball. Play through, guys. <laughs> just Absolutely. Two, two club lengths, no nearer the hole. If your sprinklers ball are coming on, it does nothing. It was a great party. It was an awesome party. So I wake up to someone kicking me, and it's his father. Oh, and Mr. he's Carter. like, I think he's mad because I'm embarrassing like the wedding. He's like, no, boy, get your butt up. Look over there. There's an alligator sitting there watching me. Oh right. Just gosh. waiting for his opportunity to walk over, grab me and pull me in. Like, really? Like within like 10 feet. What, moving towards you or just, just sitting che there? Just checking you out. Just sitting there Waiting looking Waiting for me. the opportunity. Absolutely. And there's sharks in the streets right now, so you definitely don't want to be in Florida see? right now. See? Didn't see that. I almost died in Florida. I had no idea. Just being Californian. So weekly, daily, <laughs> monthly, like how often do you send Mr. Carter, hey, just wanted to tell you again how much Thank I you appreciate you for saving you my out. life. He never let me forget it. I wouldn't, nor would never I. Never let me forget it. Yeah, I was out too. Oh, I was having a good time. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. I thought he was going to say something. Maybe mosquitoes or maybe I drank too much. I learned from this. The weather that no, there's an alligator just sitting there waiting for my. You know what? Have I told you my alligator story? You have it. What's what is it? So well, I lived in Houston for a while, and we had just moved there again. Like you, I'm a California kid, and I grew up out here having the the, the creatures that we have in California, you know, rattlesnakes and coyotes and things like Mountain that. Lions. Normal Mountain stuff. Lions. <laughs> right. More normal things. Right. <laughs> and so I get invited to play golf with these uh, dads from my son's Little League team. They know, hey, why don't you come out and play golf and get to know the guys? Great. Thank you. So we're playing golf, get to this hole, and there's a there's water on the hole. 
And there's a sign that says, don't feed the alligators. I look at it, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's just somebody's idea of a joke, whatever. Don't, don't say anything about it. We go up one way, and then you turn around, you come back the other direction. The lake is still in the middle. And then that tee, do not feed the alligators. So I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> the hell's like, what? What? And so I say to one of the guys, I, 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 again, I'm new. I don't know these guys. They don't know me. And I said to him, hey, are there really alligators in that pond? And the guy goes, yeah. And I said, really? Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah. I said, there are alligators in Texas? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. He's and looking said, at, you guys and, are both and, looking at each other and, the and same way. And I said way. to him, he goes, he goes, yeah. And I said, I know that they're like in Florida and Louisiana. I did. He goes, do you think they know where the border is? <laughs> and and, and I, I'm like, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's Give a, us that's your a ID, very, please. They go very, where the food is. Very yeah. good point. Yes, they do not know where the border no, is. No, that's funny. Wow. So they win on Monday night? The Rams. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You I know, think they do, too. San Francisco's missing Trent Williams, yep. the big tackle. That's going to mm -hmm. change them. Did you see the end of that Denver game when Weird. they lost him? Yeah. When it, they when, couldn't do anything. When Jimmy G couldn't behind, hide behind that run game and yep. had to throw. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got hit, sacked, threw a but pick. Mark, Trent Williams being out is a big deal. Don't get, don't get me wrong. But haven't we had something like this before they play the Niners seemingly every time they go up against each other where the Rams have a personnel advantage, a schematic advantage, a schedule, whatever it might be, and then the Niners just come in and do the thing okay. that they do. So the Niners O-line has been the problem against the Rams, right? They've just been really, really good. Well, they're new. From guard to guard, they're new. The center's new. Both guards are new. So you had two tackles. McGlinchey's good, and, and Trent Williams is good. Yeah. Now Trent's gone. So that's four of the five guys that have beaten you or have given you hell – are all gone. So if you're going to beat the 49ers, this is probably your best opportunity, not just to win, but to dominate. I said this to JB. You could really set them back for years hmm. if you beat them at their own game and beat them physically on Monday night because it's loud in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. The fan base is upset because of what you've done with the quarterback position. If you lose to the Rams right, and get smashed on Monday night, that hmm. noise will get louder. So this is how Belichick stays in power for so long. You just have teams in your division keep recycling. If you can beat them and turn them back, you can turn this franchise upside down. All right, final question. Uh, might be the most important one that we've asked in a really long time. You eat dinner around 4 p.m. Let's just say you're in a scenario that you eat you ate dinner at 4. What, um, about 70? What? No, just, it's, it, things just had to work <laughs> out that way. It's presented itself. Yeah, right, okay. So 4 o'clock. Eating at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Does that count as dinner or you're still eating later at night? Are you still at like seven thirty, eight o'clock? You going back in? Well, yeah, me absolutely. <laughs> right, you have to. I'm on the Hobbit meal plan. There's lunch one and two. <laughs> There's dinner one and two. Come on. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever thought as Demarco Far as a Hobbit. Absolutely. Come on, <laughs> those, those two things do not All go right. together. I yeah. feel good now. Yeah, yeah I feel better. <laughs> Much better. You're 100 fine. Thanks, Demarco. We'll talk to you next you week. You got it, guys. You got it. All right. Yeah. At uh, sleep. What, do you think they know where the border is? That 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 alligator that saw far must have been so pissed. Like that's a meal. <laughs> he, they, he, he, he would. I was gonna say, look, guys, guys, look what I got here. <laughs> then, then for a month on my butt. They would have had the little far patch on their jerseys for the rest of the season. It would have been would have been a real tragedy. What's their political? Uh, where do they lean? <laughs> well, it's Florida. They're purple. It could go either way. They could go either way. It's Travis Lee. Factor Cap is next. Seven ten. ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey guys, we got uh, Coach McVay in about 10-ish minutes. Uh, I wonder if he loves uh, some prosciutto and uh, mozzarella. I'm just going to keep on trying to do fault, my Italian sweet. accent. It's getting worse. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the amazing. prosciutto. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, so uh, today's National Coffee Day. Uh, and I think that, I don't know when you guys started drinking coffee, but... Um, I was seven, running a <laughs> local automotive store. Okay, I, I started when I was in high school. So, but... You regret ever starting drinking coffee. Travis, catch cap. No, it was necessary. I, I was late to the game. I was maybe 30 when I started drinking it. I never really was a, a coffee guy. I was more of a have a soda or something like that. I was ne- That was never my jam. And then when I was working with, with Rome, he was a huge coffee guy. Mm. And they started bringing in nice coffee. I'm like, oh, I'll give that a shot. And game over. It was N- done. It was a wrap. And then ever since then, I've become a degenerate i <laughs> have to have it every single day so i was late to the game all right so by putting it that way I'm, I'm gonna go fact on this one you know what i actually do wish i never i didn't like coffee listen what are we do you ever drink coffee and say especially for us we're not putting much in it it's not like yep. we're downstairs getting a mocha frappa blah the seven pumps i <laughs> i know there's things that taste good down there seven seems like too many maybe two but i'm not drinking any of that stuff we're just drinking basically black coffee a little bit of cream I don't drink it and say, "Hey, this tastes delicious." Oh, you don't like it? It's okay. Oh, I like it. It's 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 so much. Diff- you know, having a different drink, I could sit back and say, "Wow, that's refreshing." Coffee, I'm just basically using it as a source to wake the hell up. But you can appreciate the difference between, like, if you go to a nice restaurant and they have really good coffee, as opposed to if you stop at Seven Eleven and grab one on the go. I can, but it's again, it's not something. I want coffee for a purpose. You, you want the caffeine. I want it from that. So if I wasn't a coffee guy, I know just as my my girl doesn't drink coffee. She drinks tea. Her teeth are probably a lot better than mine. There's things that are probably just better because you don't feel like you have to have coffee every morning. I, I'm I actually I'm okay with that. I wish I, I wasn't a coffee guy. Taylor? Fact for me too. I'm kind of like Slee. I just uh, use it when I do for the function. Right now I'm not. I've, I haven't drank really five or six months i think yesterday you were claiming you have a beer sometimes in the morning right back in the day back in the day yeah with my coffee maybe that's what we should do (laughs) but when it gives you the jitters or you know makes you lethargic that's when you know it's time to quit yeah, yeah, well, there's there's the the tipping or point, you have right? one too late at night and you just can't sleep. Th- that's that an age thing. That's an age thing. Like you can have a cup of coffee at thirty and go right to sleep. At thirty one, you're up for the rest of the night. It's a weird deal. I don't know why, but you, to your point, Taylor, when you hit that point where you have that cup, your hands are shaking, you have a headache, you can't see right. Maybe you back off just a little bit and just I double that, down. Not it's a, I double down. It's a strong drug. It yeah. absolutely is. So. um 
someone posted on Twitter about how they couldn't sleep anymore because they live above a fast food restaurant and it just is the it makes them hungry all the time. They just can't t- take the smell of it. So you could live. So again, this is ideal area, amazing apartment. Yeah, you love everything about it, but you live above a fast food restaurant. You could not. You could not live above a fast food restaurant. Alan, that's your cap. That's fact. Yeah, it's fact, and it's fact for a lot more reasons than just smelling the fries. It's the traffic. It's the people. It's the. Um, I, I always I joke around about this, but this is L.A. You can be in a two million dollar home, and the view from your kitchen window is an Arco sign because everything is just so crammed together, sure. and there's a gas station right there, and you still might be in a nice neighborhood, or whatever the case is. I can't do it. That's not for me. It's just. It's not even just the smell. It has to do more just the traffic. No, of not not. I, I would. It would be a non-starter. Even if it were like she said, everything else is great. Location. What if it's a coffee shop? It's a little different. Like, that's that's, that's fa- a big difference. To fast me. food for me, I eat it, and I'm not going to pretend that I don't. But I don't eat it a ton, and it's it's more off putting usually than it is something that makes me really want to go get it. Like if there's uh every once when you go out here, right, and there yeah. you can smell that burger grease. It's more like well, boy, no, 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 thank you. That having that every single day would be no. Wiener essential. No. Yeah, I mean, the, the D-Dub is not oh, the end man, of the world. All of a sudden, you're like, D- oh, D- well, tell me more. Have you ever had the chili cheese dog from D-Dub and been disappointed? The answer is no. What's their lease? Is it a five-year <laughs> lease? Plus, the, the, the peak of the roof at a D-Dub would be a very inconvenient place to live. <laughs> I, I, I like wouldn't like that. birdhouse. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this is Cap. I could do it, but I don't think I'd want to. I, I think I mentioned before, I live within the smelling distance of In-N-Out. And I, I got the self-control to stay away, but you know I don't think I'd eat there as often if I lived further away. All right, so I've been having a bit of trouble sleeping, not because of this issue, not because I've, I live near a fast food place, but have a cup of coffee. I, I just have been having, having great uh, sleep recently. So I've tried moving around my sleep location. I've tried, uh, you know, sleeping on the other side of the bed. I've also <laughs> tried sleeping where your feet go and put my head there instead. So, the, you know, just trying different stuff. So if you have trouble sleeping, you try sleeping in a different position. Taylor, that's your cap. Uh, cap. So I'm a, I'm a side sleeper. I think if I, if I have trouble sleeping, I kind of like examine what the, what the problems might be like. Do I, am I, am I, um, you know, cell phone too much beforehand or am I stressed out about something? I don't know. That's, that's the way I solve that. Trev? No, I'll, I'll lay there and just take one. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to fidget around. Take I, off more clothing. Yeah. Pl- plus, you know. I've been married for a very long time, so yeah. I have my side. She has her side. It's not like I could say, hey, move over. I need to try the other side. <laughs> That's not really an option. Um, and I, if you wanted to torture me, if you're ever deciding, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to really mess with Trav. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, give me insomnia. I'd go crazy in about two days. I, I, if I don't get my sleep, I'm an absolute wreck. So, no, I, I, I very rarely have that problem. If I do, I'll just lay there for one night. So I'm, I'm moving around, but I just used last night as an example, maybe because I did have four cups of coffee with Chris at 5 o'clock. Um, I just I don't fight it. I'll just go watch TV, go out in the living room, lay down on the couch, maybe wait an hour or so. I, I, I almost – I feel like sometimes if I'm, fi- if I'm trying hard to fall – I'm not going to fall asleep. So I might as well just go watch something on TV – 
and I'll just that's solve probably it that the best way. way to do it, right? Just get to, because so. if you get distracted, you probably will fall and asleep. And it's not even I can't even watch TV while I'm in bed. She's trying to sleep, so yeah. why don't I just go in the living room and get one of those like old lady, old man like headphone things so you can watch TV in bed and only you can hear it. You ever seen those deals? Yeah, I, I have. You by by the way, that. this is also kind of funny with a dog. Anytime I go to the living room, Brooks like. There could be a chance he's going to the kitchen. I'm going to the kitchen. <laughs> I'm going, going right to the living you. room. Yeah. So I actually had a roommate one time when I was in Connecticut who did not like me to have any uh, sort of noise past 8 p.m. So didn't want me to watch TV past 8, 8 p.m. So I plugged my headphones in. I had like you could my my TV was a smart TV, so I could just attach my Bluetooth to it and I would just watch my stuff in my own room. But yeah, uh, she sucked. Anyway, so uh, a lot of bad roommates. I, I wonder how they feel about these ones. things. <laughs> they, they, once yeah. it could be the other person, twice maybe. But we're getting into that point where you know maybe there's a connective tissue. You here. I'm just saying. Right, maybe. Um, so <laughs> Look for another place. <laughs> I can't believe it. I got another bad one. Oh my god! <laughs> what are the chances? This is insane. Um, so the CIA, the CIA has invested in a company that is trying to bring back the woolly mammoth. Ooh. This is a good idea. Uh, Travis Fetterkat. Has no one ever seen Jurassic Park? I mean, I feel like we know how this game ends, right? Okay, cool. We have one woolly mammoth, and the next thing you know, we have. T-Rexes and Raptors and all these other things that go crazy. Think about this, Sleep. Think yep. about technology, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you first had a cell phone, you're like, wow, this is cool. Like, I can take a phone call in my car or I can be on a walk or whatever. And now this thing is like your third hand. You I can't know. go anywhere without it. It's basically destroyed civilization as we know it. There is no dialing it back. So I think that, uh, no, we should not do that. Oh, I'm all in on the woolly mammoth, the saber-toothed tigers. Bring them all back. That Here's would be thing. pretty cool. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm less worried about them. I'm more worried about the AI that will at some That's point. Your deal. I'm much worried about the AI that at some point they'll decide whether they want the saber tooth, <laughs> the woolly mammoth, or human beings. Do you know what we could make? <laughs> so that to me is much uh, freakier of what their capabilities are. Couple woolly mammoth around. I don't mind that. Throw one in Pasadena. One at Echo Park. Let's just get this just thing. Just get one at La Brea at the going. tar pit, so it's more authentic Let's and get this thing keep going. it moving. Taylor. Oh, this is Cab. What a terrible idea. Imagine you're driving through. I mean, where would they put him? Like North Dakota or Manitoba or something up there. And it's got to be a cold environment for him. But just imagine driving through there and you just run into a, a woolly mammoth leg. Like Eastern Wyoming. <laughs> <In> your car. <laughs> how do we know no, how thanks. big they are? Are they like? 100 feet tall. I, 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 I don't like, know. They're, they're like three size. times the size of an elephant, I thought. Really? Yeah, that's that's pretty big. That's I, pretty big. I think maybe no, we thanks. say no to that. Maybe we say no to that. Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, scheduled to join us next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. October 11th, Al. That's how, uh, that's day one of the Dodger series. That's when they're going to play their first game, probably against Atlanta or New York. They're yeah. in a, a, a fist fight right now. They one game lead. The Mets are up by one game. They Mets had a walk off win last night. The Padres, or excuse me, the, the Braves, Braves had a walk off loss yeah. last night. 
I, I'm glad where the Dodgers are, where they're 900 games up. But it no, is kind of fun going down to the wire like no, that. No, it's 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 huge, and it's, it's critical for the Dodgers, right? This is imagine if the Mets they don't win the division, and they use Degrom and they use Scherzer in the two games in the wild card, and they win in two games, and two days later you're going to end up playing the Dodgers in that first round. It just it's so critical. That the, what the Dodgers accomplished, and it's so critical that the Braves and the Mets kind of duke this thing out. I think they're actually playing each other here this coming weekend. Up this weekend, it's yeah. the, and they're trying to figure out where because I believe That's right. it's in Atlanta. Yeah. And Atlanta may be, you know, getting Saw some, some maybe pretty Minneapolis weather. or something. Like that yeah, or, they'll have to find a yeah. neutral, so, which is you know, it's a bad draw for the Braves sure. and a really good break for the, the Mets, the Mets yeah, that they don't have to play in do. front of a hostile crowd. It's it's interesting because did, did you, you said you watched the game last night. Yeah. Karos was talking about it. He was doing color with Joe Davis last night. And Davis asked him the question, you know, which of those two teams do you think is a tougher out for the Dodgers? And he very quickly said the Braves. Very, very quickly That's went so to the funny. Braves. I, I, listen, I, and I actually, I agree. And, and I know you have this one-two punch that's just incredible, ridiculous. Braves have a, first off, they're coming off a World Series. There is no fear of the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's not to say that the Dodgers aren't a better team, but you beat the Dodgers. So you're going to feel a certain way about going up against the Dodgers. That's number one. Number two, um, since what is it, the All-Star break, something like that, they've played as good as baseball as anybody in Kind of did what they did last year, where mm-hmm. they just got going and, and really haven't looked back at any point. And, and the other point that was made, and it's a good one, is that you're only going to see those guys twice and the rest of the team not nearly as good as the rest of the Braves team. All right, as promised, we are joined right now by the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, none other than Sean McVay on the Travis Slee Show. Coach McVay, how are you this morning? Good. How are you guys doing? We are fantastic. So we just had DeMarco Farr in here a second ago. We were talking with him about the matchup that's coming up on Monday against the San Francisco 49ers. What is it about that rivalry, about that matchup, where you look at your career as the head coach of the Rams, you've had a great deal of success against pretty much everybody in the league, whereas it comes with the 49ers, it's that knockdown drag out every single time. I think it's just they're a great team. They're well coached. they got great players across the board. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why we saw them in the NFC Championship. But uh, I think it's uh, as simple as they're just a great team and uh, we've got to be on the screws to be able to try to come away with our third win. Coach, I, I know it's only three weeks in, but just your overall thoughts on how you guys played from the the opening night against the Buffalo Bills to where you guys stand today. Just your overall, some of the things you like and some of the things that you, you know you guys got to improve on. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think that the uh, Buffalo game was a good humbling experience for all of us coaches and players alike, and I like the response. You know, it's a great football team. We didn't play as well as we're capable of, but you don't take any credit away from those guys. I thought we responded in a in the right way over these last couple of weeks. I think we've been able to do uh, a really good job of of kind of taking the football away or getting fourth down stops defensively. Play how we need to play to be able to win the football game. Whether that's Jalen's crunch time pick against the Falcons, um, whether that was a fourth down and four stop by D, by Darian Kendrick the other day. Um, there's been great examples of you know the defense shining bright when they had to, and then I think offensively. Over the last couple of weeks, we've done a good job of being efficient on the early downs, being able to mix in the run in the pass. Um, I don't get too caught up in the stats because it's about winning the football game, but I do want to see us be able to do a better job finishing uh, drives in the red area, coming away with touchdowns, and, and not uh, you know 
field goals or not turning the football over, but those are great learning opportunities. And then I was really pleased with our special teams last week. I thought Michael Hoyt starting it off with a block punt, um, and then Brandon Powell had a couple good returns and thought we covered well. I thought there was a good urgency. So I like the fact that we're improving. We found a way to win the last two weeks. And now we're striving to continue to improve and, and figure out how to uh, try to get our third win against an excellent division opponent. Coach McVeigh joining us here on the Travis and Slewa Show. And Sean, obviously, you know, there are game time decisions that need to be made. So maybe this is something that you have to do in the moment. But is it a red Manhattan clam chowder sort of day or is it a creamy New England clam chowder sort of day? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I'm asking you about your soup commercials. Oh, uh, you know what? It's. Uh, it's a Campbell's kind of day. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of what it is? <laughs> exactly. Right, let me go back to football here very quickly. That didn't go the way I was hoping, Alex. Okay. <laughs> Nobody bats a 1,000. You, you mentioned something uh, a couple of weeks ago or so about Cam Akers needing to take advantage of the opportunities that he was giving. Has he done that since you made those comments? Yeah, I thought he I thought he played really well the other night. I thought uh, or the other day. I thought there were some great examples of them, some things that we can learn from, and then there were some great examples of him letting his athleticism take over and just be the cam makers that we all know and uh, are familiar with. Running through contact, being able to see the lanes the right way, great contact balance, great finishes, um, good toughness when he was competing in protection, and so uh, I was very pleased with Cam. I thought he did a good job, and uh, we're going to need that from him again this week against a phenomenal defense. Coach Sean McVay taking some time to join us here on the Travis and Sleva show. Um, Coach, I'm, I'm curious on this one. You mentioned something a little bit earlier about you just got to win in the NFL. And I guess you guys have created such a culture, and obviously the expectations coming off a of Super Bowl, it's almost like we're looking for, and this is, again, this is just a fan perspective where it's, okay, not only did you win, but it's how you won. It's style points. It's how, how do you – I'm just curious, how do you determine – a close win against the Atlanta Falcons or a two-score win against the Arizona Cardinals, when you kind of determine ultimately at the end that you won the game or you didn't, how, how important is it of just the specifics of how you looked or it's, hey, it's so hard to win in the NFL, you just got to walk away with a W? No, I think you want to be process-driven. You know, I think you've got to look at as a whole. You know, I, I think the thing that's so unique about the NFL is Every single week there's a there's a blueprint or there's a what-it-takes kind of plan that we have in place in terms of how do we play as a team in all three phases to try to be able to match up against a given opponent given the circumstances, whether that be injuries or the players that we have available, to come away with that win. And every single play is its own separate entity, whether that's special teams, defense, or offense. But you evaluate that, you coach it up, um, and I think that the stats only tell a portion of the story. But you're always striving – to play good, clean football, snap in and snap out. But you also want to acknowledge that the enemy has a say. Um, and so I am interested in trying to come away with the result with while also following the right process and procedure that's in alignment with that plan. And so, um, you know, we have after action reviews. You know, it is about coming away with the win. But uh, what I've been proud of this group is, is we haven't allowed any of the other circumstances, whether that's injuries or having to have guys step up or lost players from – previous years affect uh, or allow it to be any sort of crutch other than let's figure out uh, what are the 2022 Rams made of? How can we continue to improve? And while you guys have a job to write a story after every single week, um, you know, there's 17 chapters that we're guaranteed. We want to see continued improvement. Um, and we can't let the outside in influences affect our ability to be inside out and, and go to work every single day. And, and that is the truth.
Sean, one last one before we let you go. Did you know that Ben Skoranek was this versatile of a player? Or was this something that was discovered out of necessity? Uh, you know what? I, I would say I'm not surprised. I didn't know that he had versatility um, to think that it'd be such a quick study and that he could do so many different things. Um, I am uh, very happy for Ben, but I wouldn't say that I'm surprised. You know, we knew he was capable of this, the toughness, um, the intelligence, the football makeup, and then obviously the athleticism to be able to get it done. And so uh, I think he's been a key factor for us these last couple weeks and uh, really happy for Ben. Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, up next, the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. Of course, you can hear it right here on 710 ESPN. Coach, thanks a bunch. Thank you, Coach. Okay, guys. You got it. That's one of those things you kind of find one of those guys yeah. in the moment, and it's like, wait, hold on, he can do what? And that's what Skoranek's done. He's, you know, he's wide receiver probably four or five mm-hmm. on the depth chart last year, maybe six. And all of a sudden, he's your fullback. He's playing a little backup tight end. He's third on the team in receptions at the wide receiver spot. Just out of nowhere, really. McVay is a machine. He remembers everything, except for the, the soup breakdown. I think you threw him off. You know what I thought you were going with? Mm. Like Fisherman's Wharf up in San Francisco. <laughs> okay. I thought it was that. Yeah. So I didn't know you were going Campbell's No, I, so we've talked to him, I don't know, half a dozen times? Does that Dude's sound about right? I could see that guy right while we're doing the interview, like sprinting on a treadmill at the same time <laughs> and determining what I, they're going to okay. do in the first quarter. That was a disaster on my part. I take full responsibility for it. But I've asked him soup jokes before, and he got them right out of the chute. So I, 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 I'm going to take responsibility for this is on me. I need to do better moving forward. I need to make sure that I put us both hey, you in don't a position win every to succeed. Week. I need to make sure that we're putting ourselves in the right down and distance and staying ahead of the chains. I blew but it. He I need to do better. Freaking youngest coach so in the NFL. You're not giving me any help either right now. You're, you're, you're no, trying it, to go it, somewhere else. I'm trying, to, no, I'm no, trying no. to swim it's, in my own misery right but now. But it falls into what you just said. He wasn't taking a... Hey, let me take a a question that's going to be off of the football side. He was such in football mode. But I've had success there before. I I, I went back to the well too many times, I guess. I just, you know, I I missed. I threw an interception. We were down on the goal line. We were getting ready to punch it in, and I threw it to the wrong guy. It's going to happen. And there you go. I'm a gunslinger. Play 17 uh, weeks. Hey, yeah, I'll get another two. Maybe I won't. You never know. (laughs) I'll do it, but I won't do it with that guy. Nah, we're good. We are good. It's Travis Lee. There goes that uh, Limbiska question. I was like, (laughs) abort mission. Abort. (laughs) The golden age of Dodger baseball. Can it exist with only one World Series? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.